Uh, greetings, friends. Hello, neighbors. And I'm Dr. John, and welcome to Amplified Living Podcast. Ah! <laughs> Love With it. Me, I've got my one of my most favorite friends. His name is Zen, Zen Angelides. And uh, we were just talking about how should I introduce this crazy bastard? He's just like, uh, uh, he's got so many things that he does in his life, like uh, inspirational speaking for the fitness industry, uh, personal coach. Um, I mean, Dude, I, I've seen pictures of this guy all ripped, shredded, jacked up. Like, Ugh! never, never would have imagined that I was going to see in those pictures, uh, which they resurface every now and then. Strategically resurfaced by Zen, he puts them up. Uh, anyway, I want you to put your uh, listening ears on for this guy because I think we're going to get a wealth of inspiration and knowledge for somebody who... I think is is not beyond the grind, right? Zen, you are not, I'm not beyond the grind and you're not beyond nah, the grind. And absolutely not. I listen to podcasts all the time mm. and I listen to people who at the time that they're recording the podcast, they're beyond the grind, mm -hmm. right? They're grinding in a different way, right? Different level. Yeah, and, but they had to go through the grind to get to where they're going. And at the moment we're, we're kind of going through it, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. We're all kind of grinding along. And, 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 you know, and thank you for that introduction. I'm thrilled to be here. I wish I had a samurai yeah. sword or something from him. I'm going to bring him. Uh, let me get Hold on. Hey, on. Here it oh, comes. Stick, yeah. here, here it comes. <laughs> I've got my sword and shield. It's a bamboo rattan, <laughs> yes. a rattan stick weapon. Stick weapon. Which I think maybe I should hold that and, and no, <laughs> keep, you, keep you off. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, no. My pleasure. I, I'm I'm really a, a privileged to have you on. So. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And um, you know, it's interesting. You know, you mentioned about the grind because when we look at society and the way we condition that people fall into that habitual pattern of of the grind. You know, their life, their work, um, and then they're trying to find what you know what 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 is the meaning. You know, and how and how do we find that meaning? And and, and I always believe that. Um, you know, the biggest thing that I've learned is intention. You know, what, what is your intention? From your words, your thoughts, your actions, what do you do day in, day out? You know, the time you wake up from the time you go to sleep, what, what is it that you intend to do? And that, that's just an important quality, and I think people tend to lose that. It becomes a grey matter because if, they, if they're overwhelmed or anxious or they're, they're just not a part of, you know, being what they want to be, yeah, man. They, they tend to lose themselves. And, and I think that's what we're living in. And I think that's such a good point about the grind. You know, we're creature of habits, we form bad habits. And if we're not having that conscious awareness of what we're doing, you know, most of the time, it, it, it just catches up to you. And you've got to be sort of more mindful and aware of what is happening, particularly right now. And I think intention is such a big big key area which i think people need to really analyze and look at at the moment because given the circumstance you've got time right now to really look at that intention to reevaluate that yeah to reevaluate yeah. it yeah that that um if you're not doing what you want to be doing if you're not doing what you want to be a part of in yourself doing what self wants to be doing and not doing it for you well then my question is well whom are you doing it for? Because you're doing it for somebody. You're doing somebody's vision. You're doing somebody's goals. You're doing somebody's passions. <clears throat> and that's cool. I think that's cool. Yeah. 
Especially when they're aligned. Yes. Yeah. If they're not aligned, if you're not aligned with what you're doing, and it's not your doing, it's someone else's due. So you're doing someone else's due, and you're like, um, and that due does not match yours at all. Well, that's then you're doing someone else's stuff. Correct. And you're and you're not in there at all. So that there's the loss of self and self. loss of motivation, motivation and motivation. Absolutely. I remember. Um, so, folks, seriously, it was. I'm going to say a week, maybe two weeks before this whole COVID-19 situation hammered out. Mm. But Zen sent me a message and he goes, mate, I'm done. <laughs> exactly. It's exactly what I said. <laughs> I'm moving on. Yep. I've had enough yep. of this yep. experience in the industry that I'm in. And I think that we're just talking about the, that fitness thing that your industry that you're in at the moment, really helping large scale clubs, mm. fitness clubs, scale their their resources up yeah. to have the best competitive businesses that they can yeah. and and he goes mate i'm done <laughs> exactly. which said it all and then all of a sudden two weeks later the universe goes i don't think he's taken enough massive action so whammo whammo <laughs> The bamboo stick came out and whack. And the stick is appropriate because he just got whacked with the bamboo stick and then it's all just come to a screeching halt. halt. Absolutely. And, that, and you know, sometimes that has a purpose for that to happen mm. because sometimes what you, what you want tends to elude you if, if, if you're not applying yourself. And, um, you know, when I sent you that message... It's amazing two weeks later that what manifested. Yeah. Everything's come to a complete stop in, in, in my line of work. Um, health clubs being closed, which hasn't been seen in, I think, since the World War II. And, and that's a long time ago. And yes, it's, it's uncertain times. It's unprecedented times. But I also think this is a, a good opportunity to really look at where you're at. And I think the intention and reevaluation is going to be a great way to look at. I think you you mentioned once, you know, change your expectations for appreciation. I think you mentioned yeah, that particularly at your RQU yeah. when I did the training with you a couple of years ago. And it was so inspirational that I've never forgotten that because if you don't, <laughs> then you don't appreciate. Like right now, appreciate the time that you're with your family. Yeah, right. Because, you, you, you know, we're, we're all in the grind. We're, we're chasing and got to be here, we've got to be there. Um, I was just talking to Natalie. She said, oh, my God, I'm just glad I don't have to run around and take the kids to basketball, you know, because you, you, you're sort of stretching and, you, you know, it's constant. It's relentless. And this is where people get burnt out and, and tired and, mm. and think, oh, my God, I'm just, you know, I just can't keep up with this. So I think, you know, this whole situation is, which really digresses into my next area, is gratitude. You know, what, what's the benefit of this? What, what's know, the gift? What's the gift? Yeah, what's what, the gift? What's the gift from this? Well, I'll tell you what, I've never seen more people in my area where I live, which is only down the road, I've seen more of my neighbours and community out walking with their dogs with their family members. I never would see that during a weekday. Normally you might see it on a Saturday, Sunday, but I've seen more people out in the last two weeks because the realisation is, oh my God, I've got to start doing something about my health. Be careful, the quarantine police are going to show up on your streets. 
and start I mean, putting lots of people Social distancing. <laughs> social distancing one and a half metres, but yeah. But yeah, no, it, it's just good to see people move. And, and, and I think there needs to be more of that. And I think gratitude is a big one. I, I think right now is, is well. What can you be for grateful for? Well, I mean, you know, what's uh, mm-hmm. I find interesting with appreciation and gratitude specifically is mm-hmm. there, you know, those two words for I think many people, not just myself, but many people, uh, are these like high energy words. In other words, when we we think about them, we think about something that connects with us at our soul level. And something that connects with another pe- person's soul level, and we think that these words need to um, be connected to things that are so great and so beyond ourselves that um, that to get to that high power, high energy place, I want to connect to something that's so much greater beyond myself, so I can really feel grateful and really feel appreciative. That it's almost improbable it's so difficult to reach that state especially when you're in pain so for those that are listening i would say make it so freaking stupid easy for yourself to feel appreciation and gratitude that there's no way that you can't be successful that there is no possibility of failure like your eyes open in the morning you could choose to be grateful for that Yep, or you could 100%. choose not to be grateful for that. Yeah. Yeah. You could you could say um, you could have a meal, and even if you don't enjoy it, you could choose to be appreciative that you have the ability to have that meal, or not. Or not, absolutely. Your choice, and but so stupid, simple, easy. Mm. Don't make it so complicated. Why do we have to overcomplicate things that are so simple that are right in front of us that yeah. that um, that then causes us to to go into that mode of failure yeah anybody out there who loves to fail put your hand up no <laughs> one's hand rises in the group right not really not really and the few people that put their hands up only put their hands up because that they know failure is a natural consequence to success absolutely and beautifully said john because it's also Failure is just another opportunity for you to intelligently start doing that thing that you failed in a different way. I think it was Thomas Edison who invented the light 10,000 times. He failed, but 10,001, he succeeded. So there's a lot to that that we can learn that you're not the failure, but it's your perception and interpretation of that experience that, will inspire you to go, okay, it didn't work. Maybe I just need to change it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just interestingly, John, when you said about appreciation, when I was driving here, the Premier just said that there's th- 6,000 people who have registered for the community care. These are people who are going to go and help seniors to go and do shopping for them, obviously, with COVID-19 uh, happening at the moment. And, and I just thought, wow. Just in that moment when I heard that, I felt I felt gratitude. Mm. I thought, wow, there's people out there that are going to give themselves mm. selflessly to go and help others, you know, and this is what I've been doing. A, a friend of mine this morning called me four times, you know, after I just finished my power walk, 
mate, I'm, I'm, my, my car's dead. I'm stuck in Emerald Lakes. Can you come and pick me up? You bet. You know what I mean? So it's the little things that make a big difference. You know, you can look at things, you know, and help others. And, and I think that's a big area that when you look at appreciation, what are you grateful for? What is the gift of this? Because I know right now there's companies who are thriving in this Hell environment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't yeah. you agree, John? Yeah, look at the podcast company. That it's just everyone's starting a podcast. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and all the Zoom, Zoom Zoom conferences, Zoom has got more clients than they know what to do with. That's right. Whether they retain them or not, that's a different story. <laughs> but you know, we'll see how they inspire. Well, this is a chance, even for those companies that are literally thriving right now, they still need to reinvent themselves. Otherwise, they're going to lose. Yes. Almost, if not all, most of their business that they accumulated in this moment of strife and, you know, stress. 100%. Yeah, they still have to reinvent themselves. That's fascinating. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I, the, other, um, the other day I was uh, talking to somebody about uh, what, what is really the issue with people not having jobs and not having mm -hmm. the money income that's coming in and not having the support. And is it truly the resource? Like, is it truly the money? Is it truly the, the job? Is it truly all these things. Um, but then if you're, you could say yes. Like yeah. you could say yes. Yeah, like, oh, could. look, dude, I can't afford a yeah. gallon of milk. It's stressful. Dude, I get that. But, but let's, let's take that and, and let's dumb that down a little bit. Let's come away from that and will down to what the core of that really is. And the core is, is fear. Yes. It's fear. It's yeah. fear. I'm afraid that I won't be able to support my family. I'm afraid that I won't be good enough to be the person to, uh, to make it through this. I'm afraid that I won't have the resources. I'm afraid that uh, – here's, here's this one. Go further, and uh, I'll talk to the guys out there. Let's talk to – we're guys. Let's talk yeah. to the guys out there. <laughs> Dudes, I can tell you. And it could be for the ladies, too, to, mm. that are playing the, the supportive role in yes. their family. Okay, so let's – not uh, make it, you know, sexual, uh, uh, what do you call it? It's uh, socially correct or incorrect. Yes, I don't yes. want to step on toes here, but mm -hmm. we'll talk to the family supporters out there, the ones that are responsible or feel they're responsible. So they may not be responsible. They just feel yeah. it's a responsible for the support of their family. But your fear is, is that you can't or won't have the resources to support your family. Mm -hmm. The fear then is that your family will be injured, but the fear, keep dwindling that down, is that you won't be loved by your yeah, family, that right. you'll be rejected. Correct. Yeah, wow. Yeah, and that's, that's, a, that's a core emotion that people will feel because if you are the breadwinner, whether you're the, the husband or the wife or the supporter financially, that, that's a big character constitution for people that all of a sudden that stops. That's like it hit it with a bat. It just hits you with a bat and you just go, oh my God, what, what do I do now? Now, if you're resilient and you're multi-skilled, then you might interpret that differently. But if you're not, it will affect you and it will affect your emotions in how you, you know, would lead in this time of crisis. I think it was, um, uh, who was it? The guy, the guy who was the colonel. Uh, in Desert Storm, oh, Colonel uh, Colonel Powell, Powell, yes, Colin Powell. In his 
leadership uh, book that I read yes. many years ago. I actually he, saw him live in, in person once. Oh, that would have been phenomenal. But I, I just never forgot that he says when it comes to information, life and death, you need between 30 and 70% of information for you to be able to take action and make a move. Mm. Yeah? Life and death, we're talking about warfare. That's one aspect. But in your life right now, you know, you have information. What are you going to do with that information? The problem with fear, it immobilizes yeah, you. Yeah, paralyzes you. Paralyzes yes. <laughs> So you need to think about what am I going to do next? Yes. Hey, you know what I find? Mm. Crazy that you just said that how fear paralyzes people. Now, normally, that might actually cause people to take action. Yes. But now, you know that we're sheep. We're, we're herd animals. <laughs> we're herd <laughs> yes. animals. Like yes. you, we realize that we, we are, when, when people joke, you know, don't be a part of the flock of the sheep and blah, 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 blah. You know, it's not that off the beaten path. Our, it's in our DNA genetic yeah. makeup that we are designed to be herd animals. Correct. We are social beings. Yes. Yeah. And in this time, I think the biggest challenge that we have is that it's okay to be paralyzed mm -hmm. by society would say it's okay that you're paralyzed. Yes. And so hence, you're not as motivated to take action because... You're not the only one paralyzed. Yes. That's, that's and that's phenomenal because I, I saw a great Facebook post of a guy playing Nintendo and the caption was on the left, oh, this guy was lazy. He's on the couch playing Nintendo. Do something. Now there was a, a photo on the right with the same guy playing Nintendo lying down and saying, stay home because it's good for your health. Yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> so it's a contrast. Yeah, right. It all comes... How you look at that contrast. And it's okay because no one's going to say, dude, you lost your job. What else are you going to do? You have to stay in your house. Go ahead and play Nintendo. And <laughs> with the majority of the people on the planet, they would be like, that's totally accept acceptable. Absolutely. But is it really inside? Like if you really process it, you're being paralyzed by fear. Yes. And then you're making it okay to be in the herd of fear. Yes. And then so it's like, look, I'm not alone. And same thing with... Uh, I had a patient that came in today and we were mm. talking about uh, patient zero. Mm. Yep. Nobody wants to be patient zero. Absolutely. hundred <laughs> percent. Was it a guy or a girl? I don't Was even know. It, we don't even know. I can assure you that <laughs> nobody wants to be patient zero. Now, what's interesting mm. about this is that when the COVID-19 just first started, nobody was interested in being patient one or 100, mm. or 1,000, yeah. or 10,000. Yeah. But as the patient numbers increased, it now then becomes okay to be patient number 10,000. Yeah. And so there could be a complacency in place as well. Yes. As we're trying to avoid putting ourselves at risk, yeah. there is a herd complacency, I think, that is still out there, that it's like, well, if I get it, you know, then I'm just patient 1 million which is not a big deal. Mm. Then it becomes, this is the scariest part for me. Yeah. And I say scary only because like mm. I'm thinking conspiracy or not really conspiracy, but I'm just out there thinking yeah. that if it's, if you're then patient, let's say 1 million mm. and it's okay for you to be patient 1 million, will people start wearing that as a badge of honor? 
They might. I don't know. I don't know. Whereas then they, they, they gain importance from having the disorder. I'm not saying that that is yeah. appropriate yeah. to put that onto anyone. Yeah. But your perception, don't beat yourself about up about it. It's not necessarily your fault that, yeah. that you contract this thing. Yeah. Uh, but become not a, don't wear it as a badge of honor. Wear it as like, what can you do to inspire and motivate others to stay healthy? You know, how can you, how can you create that air? Yeah. Instead of, I guess that badge of honor thing is sort of like wearing into the victim yes. mentality. Absolutely. Yeah, poor me. Now I'm more crippled by fear than by I fear. ever was in my life. Absolutely. And, and you know, let's, let's look at the word fear. False expectation appearing real. It's, it's, I think it was one of the greatest lines I've read in Michael Jordan's book. Fear is an illusion. You have to look right through it because that's where you belong. Fear actually can heighten you to perform. When you're under enormous pressure and stress, you know, with society and everything. So fear used in the right way. So most people focus on the content of the problem. Yeah. But you need to focus on the context of the problem, which therefore you're shifting to a larger frame and you see things on a different scale. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's the inspiration. There's the 1% to go, well, I, I think I need to look at things differently. And fear does immobilize people. But it's how you channel that and how you can change that within yourself. And that's, that leads me to one other really important topic I want to share, John, which I think... We go from, you know, appreciation, but then we've got to come to sacrifice. And what I want to talk about sacrifice because it's discipline. Right now, we've, we've been taught the importance of health and well-being and the discipline of it. So important. I mean, have a look at the online workouts. I know we've done some oh. fantastic online workouts for Fireshaper, you know, for our members. Mm. But, but, you know, people are starting to think, oh, my God, you know. This is, this is really important now. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to step up and I'm going to have to actually do this. I'm actually going to have to turn the video on <clears throat> and I will have to create that time. You know, my wife said to me the other day, she goes, look at my gut. <laughs> now, full disclosure. Full disclosure. Gut. Okay. But you understand out there, gentlemen, who have, yeah. a, a, who have a partner. Yes. Okay. Uh, well said. <laughs> well, you know, you're just, it's just the way it is. It's, it's what we... It's just the differences in our DNA, right? Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. So, so she says, you have to help me because I know that I'm not disciplined enough to do this on my own. So I yeah. need some, a, a boost of energy <laughs> to get in there. You have to tell me yeah. to get my butt moving. Now, you know what happens when I tell her, get your butt moving, right? <laughs> yeah, I got a swift kick right up my ass. Boom. Whack. <laughs> Whack. So sort of, a, we're, we're in that catch-22 where we, yeah. we have to find the strategic way to help motivate them. Hey, honey, I am, uh, I'm going to go over here and do, um, you know, I don't know. Do you want to join me? <laughs> I, I'm not, that might not even work either. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, we all have to, the self-discipline is a really, yeah. and, and it's, a, it's, a, it's a gift to give yourself. Correct. Yeah. yeah. I, I credit that to my martial arts. Awesome. From being a young young kid, yeah. the discipline from the learned from that, that just doing what I had to do in the martial arts, and then at an early age learning how to meditate, yeah. and then having great mentors along the way, yeah. and I 
acutely aware that not everybody has those uh, at the moment yeah. as a resource. Everyone has the capacity or the resourcefulness to have that. Yes. It's just, you know, not always. That's one of the things I'm passionate about children about. Awesome. Well, because they, they don't necessarily have a choice or the, or the consciousness to go, hmm, shit, my family life's not that great. I need to go get a mentor. <laughs> yeah. They don't normally have no. that conscious space, right? Yes, correct. No. Yeah. Whereas as you get older... And you have the introduction into society and filters, and you have introduction into, in, into information. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then, then the ode of responsibility sort of weighs heavier onto onto yourself, right? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Where it's available. Okay, like this podcast. I'm, I'm I'm certain that something that we're going to say here is going to help somebody somewhere on the planet. Yeah. And as an adult, you could say, well, informatively, I could sit around and watch the Ozark uh, episodes on Netflix. <laughs> Netflix. <laughs> and only do that all day long. Yeah. yeah. Or I can go and listen to a podcast while I'm walking down the road. Correct. Yep. Or walking up and down in one spot in my apartment. Yep. Whatever that might be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting how you say about discipline. Because I... I you know, I was growing up, I only weighed 100 pounds when I was 14 years old. And then I went to the gym and met this ex-British bodybuilding champion. Mentor. Mentor, Lincoln Webb. I'll never forget him. I grew up in a great town in Wollongong. I now drive south from Sydney. And he put me on this uh, Nautilus circuit, you know, three days a week, you know. And, 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 you know, at that time, I went to an all-boys state high school getting beaten up, you know. It was a, it was a tough period in the late 70s, early 80s. But I, I remember the discipline I learned from strength training and within 18 months everything changed physiologically psychologically everything that my mentor taught me took me to a level where i became quite extreme and obsessed so that's when i embarked into bodybuilding which the photos you mentioned at yeah, the earlier, start John. jeez guys i <laughs> so, wish so, i had some photos so, to so, show you we so, are videoing this i say to my wife you know my how did I go from beefcake to ohm <laughs> as a yoga teacher? Because I don't look like that now. Okay, so, so, but. But what bodybuilding taught me was the fierceness of discipline. Because all the training that I had to do, the training, the dieting, the nutrition, the rest, the recuperation, the hydration, supplementation, every single thing that I studied as a sports scientist being my background, um, I applied that in my life to know that for the thrill of winning a championship and the thrill of winning a championship lasted for about 30 seconds when they called your name. 30 seconds. 30 seconds. The thrill of winning for all of the blood, sweat, and Unless tears. you're Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. because he's still capitalizing <laughs> on that shit. So, exactly. Okay. Keep going. Right? So, but, but, this, but what I'm getting to is that discipline correlates to business life and i think right now given that we're in it doesn't matter who you are there's a great opportunity to master being disciplined doing the simple things waking up in the morning meditating doing yoga you know exercising whatever it is this is your moment to create that blueprint to go after it for you to change because it's now
It's now. Your only moment of power is right here and now. You know, I, I, I listen to you and I'm like 100% with you. 100%. And, I'm, and now I'm hearing voices of the, our listeners going, guys, you don't know. It's not that easy for me. It's not that simple for me. Um, I have suggestions, but I'd love to hear. What would you say to the person that goes, look, you, I know you're saying I'm just going to get up and move my body and meditate and work out and do all these like really cool things, uh, but it's not that easy for me. And, and you know, that, that's, that's a really great question. But even if you just stand up, stand up 10 times, even if you just walk five steps, it's something. It's some form of movement because the body, a body in motion stays in motion. Mm. You might start with little steps. I think the biggest thing that people find if they get overwhelmed when it's something that they're not conditioned to and they go too hard, too fast, which we find in health clubs. <laughs> mm. Most people burn out after two weeks going to the gym because they overtrain. Yeah. This is yeah. undertrain. So what I say to the viewers out there who are listening that if it's just something really small, a simple step. You've got to find what works best for you. Mm. You've got to find what it is that makes you want to get up and go. And I think I've been fortunate, and I know you have, Dr. John, that once you find it, you're extremely passionate about it. Like you're Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Ah, I've seen you I in action, man. man. You go to another level. <laughs> but that's your inspiration and motivation. So for me, my yoga teaching, I actually love you know sharing with others and inspiring them because – that's what it's about. You know, you lead by example, but I know some of them are still probably listening and saying, well, you know, it's, it, it's, it's, not, it's not easy. Of course it's not easy. Nothing is easy. Anything that you do in life is never going to be easy. Mm. If we accept the fact, but we know that right now, everything is coming back down to how strong is your immune system. Mm. At right? the moment. At the moment. So th leveraging there's, that, there's leveraging that, but also the importance of doing something and mm. whatever that is. And if you need help, or if you, you know, a buddy system, as long as you keep the social distancing, you know, you might walk with your partner. You might as simple what it is. Well, so you've you've basically taken us into a place that says, well, first of all, I want to know why it's important for you to do it or make a change. You have to have a, a why. Yeah. It has to be a reason. Well, why is it important for you? I know I need to get up. Okay, well, why is that? Why do you need to get up? Maybe you don't need to get up. Maybe you could just stay in bed all day. Maybe you don't have to exercise. No, 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 it's important to do it. Why? What will you get from it? Or maybe I should ask you, what will happen if you don't? You know, there's a exercise in, um, in like, I know journaling is, is, is an very powerful mm. and I don't often do it myself. However, when I do do it, I usually working on something that is in me that I want to accomplish, but I'm not getting it done. Yeah. And then so I start to write things out and I usually start with, well, what is it that I think I know I should be doing? Okay, then why am I not doing it? And then I don't know why I'm not doing it. I'm just not doing it. I just, it's hard, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, well, that was a stupid ass way to ask myself. <laughs> so, okay, well, let me, let me just figure this out again. Okay, well, why do I think I should be doing it? What are the good things that will happen if I do do it? And then I'll write those down. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, yeah. people will like me. Oh, I'll be able to go out and buy a new watch. Oh, I'll be able to drive a nice car. And I'll just write down the, the, 
fun stuff that yeah. will happen if I accomplish this. Yeah. I'll have less worries. I'll feel better in my body. I'll have mm. more energy. Uh, yeah. La, la, la. And then I think, look at that list and I'm like, okay, great. And then I'm still not motivated to do it. And then I think, okay, okay, okay. Well, if the good things don't motivate me, well, what kind of evil shit will happen to my life if I don't do this? Like, what are the, what's the bad shit? Okay, well, if I don't do this, I don't know. I'm going to be fat and won't be able to sleep. And I'll have a, every night will be like a painful way to sleep for me because I'm grossly overweight and my yeah. liver is choking my yeah. throat. And, you know, if I don't do this, my kids will die. If I don't do this, mm-hmm. uh, I will die. If I don't yeah. do this, my partner will feel pain. If I don't do this, um, you know, and the list goes on of all the bad shit yeah. in life that could happen mm-hmm. as far fetched as it might be in my own brain, mm-hmm. but need to write that stuff down. And, and then when I look at that list mm-hmm. and I go, well, that's really freaking bad. Mm-hmm. That's, that's no good. Mm-hmm. So the question is, is which one motivates you to take action? Is it the promise for something beautiful to happen to you? Mm-hmm. Or is it, the avoidance of the bad shit will yeah. motivate you. Which one will motivate you more? Avoid the bad stuff or go for the good stuff? And for everyone, it's a little different. Yeah. And that's a good point because, like, for example, someone buys a health club membership. Hmm. Why do they buy a health club membership? Well, they want something, don't they? They want something. Maybe they just want to go and talk to really cool fit people. Fit people and, you know, look at the opposite sex. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But all the studies have come down to one thing. When someone buys a club membership, is they're actually buying a feeling. Yeah, man. They want to buy that feeling of feeling unbelievable, feeling unstoppable in their lives, as opposed to why they don't join a health club is because of physique anxiety or what other people are going to think or I'm, you know, I'm, I don't fit into this environment or whatever it is for you. So it's a good point. You need to find what motivates you. Years ago when I was doing personal training in Malaysia, I had a client, he was a criminal lawyer, number one criminal lawyer in Malaysia, and he, had, he ended up having a heart bypass which cost him 30,000 ringgit, Malaysian ringgit, which is equates to about 10,000 Aussie, the operation never heart bypass. And, you know, I always say to people, you know, if you think wellness is expensive, try illness. And if that's not a driving force for you to understand that prevention is better than cure, for you to do something that motivates you, but most people wait until something happens, some trauma, some event, for them to take action. So this is why... It's so important. And it's not always the first trauma, not always the first event. It's the third heart attack. Yes, it's the third one. And like, you know, um, the other day I saw a great quote, you know, the universe comes knocking on the door and you don't listen to it, well, a sledgehammer is going to hit you over the head. Yeah, and if you don't so, listen to that, a big Mack truck is going to run you over run in the middle of the road. Over, yeah. You know, and so that's why, you know, everybody's different. It's not one size fits all. What motivates me completely, you know, might be different to what motivates Dr. John. But for you out there listening right now, you got to find what that is. And I think writing that list 
and seeing the why and the consequences to go, all right, this is a good enough reason for me to do it. I make a promise to myself that I want to get healthy so I can run around with the kids. Whatever it is for you, you need to find that hook that will find you to motivate. Like I was fortunate since 12, 13, being involved in sports and as a kid, team, discipline, exercising, it become a sort of part of my life. So it become a way of life. But people who are not conditioned to that, you you need to find what that intention and that purpose, and it's got to be strong enough for you not to rely on willpower, but to find that essence for you to really yeah. stay motivated and inspired. It's not, um, you know, when you look at the word... It's not a one-size-fits-all It's not a one-size-fits-all. One so when you look at the word motivation, if you break the word in half, it's a motive which creates an action. That's motivation. Mm. So what's your motive? What's your action? So you need to find that balance. Mm. And everybody's different. And, and, it, and there's a science which I find... You mentioned RQU, release the quantum you, you know? Yeah. And, and I created that program because, um, as you know, the business that I'm in, the fire shaper business that I have, it's just one of many, but that particular mm -hmm. business, we started to help people. I wasn't passionate about yoga. I was passionate about people. people. It just happened to be at the time yoga was a vehicle for that. Mm -hmm. And um, an RQU I developed as a point of difference because what I recognized was is that it wasn't the yoga, it wasn't the style, it wasn't the move, it wasn't the balance, it wasn't the tweak. The di defining difference was the people. Yes. It was the people that were doing the teaching, that were creating the relationships. And then I thought to myself, well, if I, I can give you knowledge, right? But what about if I help you create a new version of yourself? Like, what if, what if I can help give you tools and then an experience that you can have the knowledge right give you some knowledge but then that's cool because everyone gets knowledge anyway uh, hey siri and then my phone will click in and go yes what would you like i can give you whatever you would like any knowledge you would like i would give it to you <laughs> i love it <laughs> the other day i was joking with a, a patient and i was like you know my daughter my, my son goes hey siri please play we will rock you by Queen, and then literally my phone in the background went did a link. <laughs> I love it. And as I'm adjusting the patient, we all listen to "We Will Rock You" by Queen because it it's my fun, son's favorite song. So the point is, is that you know you you can have all the knowledge, you can get knowledge, and once you have the knowledge, that's great. But if you don't experience what the knowledge is like in you, if you haven't had an experience to wrap the knowledge up, a feeling, a sensation, a, a a visceral response yeah. to the knowledge, yeah. then that's just words. And that just shit is just words. Absolutely. And I've been fortunate to do IQU, which has changed my life. And thank you, Dr. John, because personal development is such a big thing, as we all know, here and now. But I've realized without studying and taking that knowledge, People say knowledge is power. Well, I don't necessarily agree with that. Inspiration is power. Because if you don't take the knowledge that you have and take do something with it, it, it means nothing. It's only potential power. It's only potential power. That's right. You have the ability to be powerful. <laughs> but uh, I think you need to do something about you it. And that's the experience. You have to have a rapid experience yes. around your knowledge. So, you know, when we were just talking about the... Um, about the uh, what motivates you, right? Yeah. Positives. Are you motivated by seeking pleasure? Are you motivated 
by avoiding pain? Which one motivates you? And you might say, well, I have a tendency as a person to be somebody who's more inspired to be avoid the pain of a situation than I am to go towards a pleasure of a situation. There's nothing wrong with that. As a matter of fact, I think the numbers are, because there is a science wrapped around this, I think the numbers are 75% of the people on the planet are more inclined to avoid pain as a motivator than they are to take on pleasure. Could be up to 80%. I believe it. Yeah, in most circumstances. Yep. But, and and uh, I don't know. I have my own theories about why that is. I, I, I think it's because it's a DNA thing. We, we, I mentioned yeah. earlier that yeah. be, us being herd animals, yes. we still have that fight or flight response in us. Yeah. That's all avoiding pain. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I need to eat. I need to have shelter. I need to live. Yeah, and then that's all fight or flight stuff. That's all lizard mentality. Absolutely. Yeah, the whole pleasure thing is sort of like I said, I'm 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 doing a friend's podcast on Monday. Mm. He said, send me a bio. And I sent him a bio. It took me about, I don't know, 15 minutes or something to write something short for him. And I said yeah. to him, before I sent to him, hey, dude, sorry for the delay, uh, but I'm not always that good pumping myself up, right? And this is that sort of human tendency to of worthiness, mm. right? And then thereby, am I worthy enough to receive something positive or even in th that case was even to say something positive about myself, yeah. Yeah. right? Am I worthy enough for that to happen? Yeah. Well, then there, there's the, there's the gain of pleasure. Yes. Because it comes down to self-worth. Am I worthy enough to receive such pleasure? Yes. And I think that's why most people are motivated by avoiding pain. The two, the two combination, that is self-worth yep. and that which is inherently built into our DNA to avoid death. Absolutely. 100%. And, I, you know, you, you talk about self-worth. That is a big one because when we did the training, um, this was back in 2016, and it was very unique because I was the only guy in the group, if you remember, mm. Dr. John, there yeah, was 15 yeah. women and I was the only guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, I was there too, dude. Yeah, you were there, dude, too. Of course, of every course. time, Every time I, I do that program, I do it for myself, too. But you're like, why do you like doing that? Because I need this. I need this, absolutely. And, you know, but but I, 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 from just going back to recall that experience, which was an amazing experience, and the feelings and the emotions and the learnings that I got from the experience was about walking away with your self-worth. Self-worth, man. Are you enough? And are you good enough? And for a lot of people, I understand why they're driven by pain because people move when they're driven by pain. And yeah. we see that in elite sports and, you know, athletes and... and, and Put your hand on a hot fire. Hot fire, you yeah, quick you move. Absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, everybody's different. You've got to find what works best for you. And, you know, and when you find that, you better grab onto it and run, and run hard, because it is survival of the fittest. I'm well, seeing it more and more now. Yeah, well, right now, <laughs> we see survival of the fittest coupled with we're on all this, we're all we're in, in this, this together. together. Yeah. yeah. And that's a unique um, opportunity, I think, yeah. uh, for our society to grow to yeah. take a quantum leap forward, to literally have, you know, they say um, global consciousness, right? The, what was the, um, the eight levels of consciousness? The guy's name is Norman. Oh. Uh, anyway, there's eight levels, the eight levels of consciousness. This one gentleman who's a psycho, 
psychologist, he had mapped out these eight levels of consciousness. Mm -hmm. And it starts off with, you know, where you're just in survival mode. Yeah. And then it ends up where you're in this awakened state mode, right? Mm -hmm. And there, you got to go through these eight levels. Yeah. And currently we're in this sort of um, out of the achiever mode and we're kind of into flexing and flowing where we're moving from like this world-centric sort of consciousness into more of a spirit-centric consciousness. And this movement, they say, takes a shift of at least 10% of the world's population needs to shift their consciousness to a higher state. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, and by what I mean by state, I mean, without talking about the woo of yeah. us as energetic beings, literally vibrating, right? Okay, we got things and stuff we can knock on the tape. But if you break everything down, look, dude, you're not even there. Like there's no tangible part of you actually existing. Yeah. It's just a frequency vibration. Vibration, literally. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so if we... Avoid the, the whole rays of consciousness saying that our frequency is vibrating higher or faster yeah. and just say, yeah, we're we're learning to embody new perspectives and can we can see multiple perspectives at the same time. Not only can we see those perspectives, but we can act from multiple perspectives yeah. at the same time. Yeah. We can see that we're in rage mode. We can see that we're in survival mode. We can see when someone's in survival mode and understand that from a point of view of like, a g almost God consciousness, for for example. Yeah. Yeah, and then act from whichever state you is appropriate to act from. So as consciousness rises, and it takes 10% of the world's population to actually shift, mm -hmm. sometimes you need a big-ass meteorite to smash the planet yes. to move the sh and shift that level of consciousness. Which is happening right now. Right, well, the, 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 the COVID-19 is a meteorite, essentially. Yeah, meteorite. Just smash yeah. the planet. Smash the planet, yeah. Big time. Big ass hammer. Yeah, boom, and it's just, it, it, and it's such a wake up call. So I think the consciousness is going to be raised, mm. and I think once it becomes raised, then I think people will see things differently. No, I think so too. You know, and it's so so key. Um, I think right now, you know, because uh, an area that I sort of go into myself is intuition so when, when someone says follow your gut yeah well your gut That's is your closest to you. no no but it, your gut is closest to your heart mm. as opposed to listening to your analytical mind which is the brain because mm. studying as a sports scientist we had to analyze everything from injuries to performance everything you have to analyze in order for you to learn mm. in order to extract information to help that individual yeah so when you look at intuition, that is a calling. And I mean, right now, like, I've got a good example. And I mentioned to you the other week, I got stood down from my job. I've had incredible emotions since that day. But the realisation as I go day by day, I think to myself, you know what, I'm meant to be exactly where I'm meant to be. Right here, right now, in uncertainty, in the unknown. So what, what consciousness do I need to focus on right now? And there was only one place I could go to, and this is from the, all the learnings, and especially from our training, is gratitude. Mm. What's the benefit of this? What's the gift? What can I be grateful for in this very moment? <laughs> very moment. 
What is it? Like, Start with something easy. Remember what we said was it? like, yeah. Exactly. I need something easy. You look at you can easily look at your wife. Huh. Like, ah, oh, so I'm I'm grateful. I'm grateful. You look at your look up and there happens to be a roof over your head. head. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Yeah. Mm. I, I've got I, I've got a meal today. You can move all ten fingers. I can move all ten fingers. I'm functional. You know, so there's so many ways that we can collectively You know that guy Nick Vicek? Oh, Nick Vicek. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, I was just so thinking. inspirational, that guy. <laughs> Unbelievable. This guy, he's got no arms and no legs. Yeah. He goes, and what was it? I was just thinking because I said, oh, you'd yeah. be grateful for 10, 10 fingers. And I thought to myself, well, Nick Vicek would say, uh, I don't know, I'm definitely butchering his name, but he would say, I can be grateful for my little chicken wing. Got little <laughs> yeah. chicken wing on one side, you know. <laughs> so maybe it's not 10 fingers for him, but, yeah. you know, but there's something to be grateful for in, 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 that, in that model. Yes. You need to be able to find something. Yes. Yes. And if you can't find something, then, then what are you absorbed in? Fear. If you're absorbed in, you know, uh, mm. there's an exercise um, called fear setting. Mm. You can share that from Tim Ferriss. He made that ah, sort yes. of popular. You know, the author of the 4-Hour Workweek, 4-Hour yeah. Body. Yeah. 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 Um, he has a brilliant podcast. Mm. But he was talking about the fear setting, and it's really it's it's stupid simple, really mm. is. I think there's like six steps. I don't think I'm gonna get all six steps, but I can give yeah. you the basic outline of fear setting. Right. Okay. Write ten things down. So you give yourself a list of ten. Okay. Yeah. What am I afraid of actually happening? What are my fear? What's the worst possible yeah. ten scenarios? Yes. I can think of right now. Yeah. Or write that shit down. Yeah. Yeah. Write it in, and and write it in such a way that you don't filter the information. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, ah, uh, I'm afraid. You might think to yourself, "I'm afraid that, um, you know, I won't have food." And then you think to yourself, "Well, I mean, people will help. There'll always be food. Maybe I'm not really afraid of it." No, we'll write that shit down because yeah. there's some part of you that is actually afraid. Yeah. That you won't have food. Yeah. So don't filter it. Then write it. And right. I think the next part was, okay, well, give me ten things that you can do to avoid any of the ten things above. What, are, what what action could you take yeah. to avoid the, that shit that shit, yeah. is, was in your head that is now on this piece of paper? Yeah. What are 10 things that you would do to avoid that? Um, and then I think there was like, okay, well, if something did happen, how would you move? Like what would 10 things that you would do to shift where you are? You know, yeah. what would, what, if it did happen, then what would you do? Mm. You know, and then so you're almost planning for your failure. Yeah. Great exercise. It's fucking hard Brilliant. shit though. Yeah. It's, it, I mean, it's confronting. Yeah. It's confronting. And I think it's the only times when we confront is where we can get that indirect wake-up call. And that's so important right now. Um, and, that's a, and that's a really great exercise because right now, what's important for you? And everything that we've discussed in this podcast, the why, you know, motivation the inspiration you know you, you need to recall to see what it is that can work for you and if you need help with that then you need to reach out because like right now i use all my personal development learnings i think it was i think it was you that taught me dr john don't be a fool use the tools don't be a fool <laughs> use the tools. the tools and i remembered that because right now i have to use those tools in order to make sure that i'm Managing my emotions so they're not out of control. Yeah, shit, yeah. yeah. Just because you have control once. Once. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't mean you have control 
Or maybe you are so out of freaking control. Yeah. How do you ride that? Correct. You know, because, you know, look at like uh, surfing. I don't mm. surf. Apparently it's euphoric. <laughs> I think about drowning and yeah. looking large sharks, sharks eating me. Yeah. Oh my God. Not so much the sharks. It's just this whole drowning. Yeah. Sur- yeah. That doesn't fly with me. Yeah. I do other things that challenge me. You know, so. Yeah. But if you look at surfing, it's pure chaos that you cannot control no matter how much you try to control it yeah it is sheer chaos all the time this is once why they say uh as an example of surfing being an activity that can take you very quickly into the state of flow Mm -hmm. where you're in your element where time becomes eternal and you are just flowing at your peak performance yeah. where nothing can stop you. And they say so that's often with surfing. And I believe it's because the introduction that there is zero control in your circumstance. Yeah. You might think you're in control, yeah. but you're really just surfing a wave of chaos, yeah. of unpredictability. Yeah. And you have to use and leverage your skills to adapt split moment by split moment. Yeah. yeah. But because at a snap of the fingers, man, that just can, everything can shift. It's Big okay. time. And, 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 you know, especially with surfing, I have done some surfing. Oh, jeez. When I, when I was younger, a long, long time ago. And I remembered the experience that everything that when I was on the board, I would be thinking about my balance. How balanced am I? How centered am I? And it, it's out of your control. It's such a great example because right now, what chaos are you in right now? Everyone's in chaos. Everyone's in chaos mm. because of what we're experiencing. So it's out of your control. But there is something you can control. Control the controllables. Yeah, what can That's my control? advice. Yeah, what's it, what, what are you in control of? Well, when you're surfing, what, are you, what can you control? Well, you, you can control your balance. You can control your brain. Your brain. You know, how you maneuver, of course, you, when you come off, you come off and you feel you come it. off and hit hard. That's the part that, <laughs> that, that gets me not to surf. Yeah, you can, yeah the whole so, drowned in the oh, sand. And, and, yeah, and I remember those oh, when I was under the water for so long. Thank God I could swim. Yeah, no, not for me. But it was so tough, but it's a good example because each wave is different. You can never control. Each time you surf, it's, it's a different feeling. It's a different aspiration of wow here we go it's a roller coaster ride the chaos i have this theory i I call it myself a chaos theory Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. life in essence is always in chaos yes everything is in chaos nothing exists in perfect balance as much as you believe when i look outside because we have the luxury of this you know studio that i built and it's out in my property and we Mm -hmm. can look out and there's kangaroos outside and there's avocado trees and there's nature and we look look how well balanced that is and i say bullshit i could none of that is in pure balance that is chaos because as you're looking at the green leaf it's dying yes correct as you're looking at the wallaby it's dying yeah as my eyes peer out i'm dying yeah yeah there's parts of me that are dying, but yeah. there are parts of me that are being rebuilt. Rebuilt. Yeah. As I look at the tree, it's dying, but it's also being rebuilt. Yep. 
Now, does it have everything it needs to be rebuilt? The soil content, the water, the light, the air, the movement of energy. Are you picking the fruit or are you letting the fruit suck all the life out of the tree? You know, what, what is it that you're doing? But chaos, I think, is existent in, in everything as still as you might be in a meditation. I am in, in achieving a, a state of balance. Every cell in your body is vibrating. Every energetic particle in you is in, mo- is in motion, yeah. is, in, is in chaos yeah. by itself. Yeah. We only achieve a state of where we feel balance is when we look at the whole, yeah. the, the negative, and then there's the positive. Yeah. And then they somehow balance each other. I'm not still not quite co- convinced it's balance. I think it's more where they integrate together. Yeah. So they, they leverage with each other. Yeah. They don't balance each other out. They they need each other. They need each other. But th- I still think chaos. I think everything's in chaos and that we're that as much as you try to c- control chaos, I think you just set yourself up to fail. Very much so. And, and and chaos is there for a reason. You know, there's a lot of learnings in chaos. <laughs> When we come to day-to-day living, chaos is what, you know, really makes or breaks us. I think, uh, what is it, a, a, a diamond only comes from pressure. That's it. Human oh, beings I- aspire to, to, to become human being, human doing, you're, you're, meaning you're evolving. You're a human being who's evolving. You're mm. evolving as a being. Life, you die, you live you die you live. it's it's just a circle of life it's it's everything just happens exactly how it's meant to happen so chaos is actually meant to happen so when they say yin and yang right mm. negative positive because if you put two positives it repels you put two negatives it repels but you put yin and yang it sets i mean it doesn't mean that that balance is balanced it's a bit like when people say oh you're a perfectionist. Perfection is only a one-time thing. It's never perfect. <laughs> never. When you analyze it's things. <laughs> exactly. As who perceives it. That's right. Yeah. So, so, you know, when you think of it on that level, that's, 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 you know, it gives you a different perspective. And I think that's the other thing that, you know, that I've been concentrating on is learning the wisdom, learning the skills, the skills that are important, you know, because right now, that takes us back to that knowledge thing the that knowledge we were thing, talking right? about earlier. Yep. And how we take that knowledge and use it to our advantage from an ecological point of view, safe to me, safe to others, safe to the planet. Mm. So it's so important why. Yeah, I like that. Safe to me, safe to you, safe to the planet. planet. And I it, love that. You know, and it's so important, you know, and I keep thinking, you know, like what's, what's going to happen right now? Well, the best thing that will happen is – you're going to evolve <laughs> in some form of shape, you know. Or de-evolve. Or de-evolve, exactly, yeah. exactly. That's the chaos. That's the chaos, 100%, 100%. You know, because like when we think of, you know, with what's happening, the government didn't see this coming. It took them by surprise. Well, it took everyone by surprise. Didn't everyone. Yeah. So, 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 but it's very easy to, to create a blame game. Ah, the- or complain. Yeah. You know, there's an old Greek proverb. Every time you point the finger, three fingers are pointing back at you. Yeah, right. So you've got to be accountable for yourself. So yeah. right now, what, what can you do? Well, right now, you can do something 
for yourself. That's why you got to do something for yourself. And, you know, what we spoke about in this podcast is about doing something that's important for you and your health and your well-being. Mm. You know, you do something, then you can help your family. Yeah? Mm. And then once you can help your family, you can help your friends. And if you can help your friends, then you can help your business. Mm. That's where business should be. Down that line. Mm. You know, because if you don't have your health, you can't help others. But the um the podcast that I'm doing on Monday is about mm. your business survival. Oh, yeah, uh, for for those that are struggling, like I, you know, we talked about it earlier. All my brilliant. businesses essentially are shut down. Although I'm a chiropractor and I still adjust patients because I'm essential yep. to, to to people actually surviving, surviving, and, absolutely, and, and thriving, and thriving. Yeah, yes. you have to you have to have resources like me. It's not just about you know you know first aid about you know life you know, saving skills. It's about, you know, yeah. life-saving skills when your life isn't directly threatened. It's yeah. the stuff that's happening in the background, the Correct. function of your brain and your nervous system and your energy level and who are you connecting with to help keep you motivated yeah. and inspired and moving well so that you are in a well state so that you can take care of other people so they can be, well, if you're not well, you know, other people, it's hard to take care of other people to make them well. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It was like a, I had, had a conversation with somebody and they were like, well, I want my children to do X, Y, Z. How do you recommend that I teach my children X, Y, Z? And my first answer was, you have to show them what X, Y, Z looks like when you do it. Yeah. And my question was, do you do it? Yeah. And right my answer question. Was, was, well, no, we don't do it. Well, then we'll start doing it. And then, then by doing it and experiencing yourself, you'll start lear learning how to teach other people. But most importantly, children learn by what they see you do, not necessarily what you say to do. And that was yeah. one of our, uh, one of our major sort of like talking points yeah. to help them to see. Okay, well, okay, well, that's a great little technique for me to, yeah. to think about. I said, okay, well, don't stop telling and start doing. And then Absolutely. after you're doing, well, it'll eventually rub off. Absolutely, and that's leading by example. Yeah, and you know, in times like this, we have to lead by example. Got to lead by example, and that's why you know, like when I put some of my Facebook posts, my whole intention is to inspire someone. Mm. And if I get a comment underneath that says, "Oh man, that made my day," then I've achieved something. I've helped someone. So I think you know, look at that perspective, look at that lens in terms of what can you do to help others. Oh, this is the whole point is about, <laughs> about even just having this conversation. Yeah. So how many times do you and I have a conversation? Now, they're never this long. We don't ever really nah. get a chance to nah. talk this long. Even if we're together at a celebration, it's still a short burst Very of time. Very short burst of time. And then we're, we're talking to other people and we're sharing these short moments. Yet. Yes, yes. Uh, but we had, I have this conversation set up because I'm identifying people that I feel like that want to help other people. And then here we can take our time and talk about, okay, well, maybe other people can benefit from the conversation. It was the same thing I was saying to you about doing this, the uh, working with a, somebody in a session when we're working yeah. together one-on-one, -on -one, right? Yes. And the amazing transformations that happen in that session one-on-one. -on -one. Oh. When someone's sitting on a table Phenomenal. and we're working on their body and they're working on their body and then we come together working on the same thing and that what's what's the end result of that, I always found out, you know, I'm in like 100% flow right then and there. Yeah. What we need to do is take that and show other people in, in a conversation and show other people what that's like. What that's like. Yeah, because cause it's so limited. Like how much do you learn in that session? And then you come away 
like I learned it, but who else learned that? Yeah. Can we teach someone else that? Yeah. Can we can we open up someone else's eyes to that? Yeah. So we had talked about that. That one of my other side projects looking to do is to do yeah. to do that very thing. And I and and I can't wait because I've been so fortunate to you know obviously you've done a few sessions on me and and I I can't believe the difference that has helped me you know adjusting my body, my mind, everything that I do from an energetic point of view because mm. energy begets energy mm. and that's what the force field that we're in so even as a yoga teacher the challenges and the little, little niggling injuries and everything that when it's off kilter it's so important that you need to you know get looked after and it's so important to have the right people to help you to mentor you yeah well you have to find them and if yes. they're not gonna, the expectation when you're a child they have to flow to you yeah there has to be Something that happens in such a way that they, that mentor, whatever is designed to flow into your life has to flow into your life, right? Yeah. As an adult, with our current filters that we have and our consciousness and our ability to make decisions for ourselves, well, some of it has to flow to you, but there's the other part that imparts a part of responsibility on yourself to go out and look for them. Yes. So am I really getting the information I need to be getting? Like, who am I hanging out with? They say that, that you become the, the, who the five people you hang out with the most, you become, the, you become the average of their weight, you become the average of their intelligence, you become the average of their uh, financial position, you become the average of their ability to love, you become the average of everything. Yeah. Those five people that you hang out with the most. Now, if those five people are the same po- five people your whole freaking life, well, it's going to be, unless they're extraordinary. <laughs> yeah. But that has to shift over time. Like even yes. that... that uh, I have a whole story to share about that. But you know, it's scary if you, if you don't have the right five people in your circle that's not empowering you and not supporting you and not loving you and not sharing and not, it, it can have a different. This is fear again. Fear, yeah. puts you, fear puts you in a position where you're afraid to be in a, in a group of people that challenge you. Yes. Is that true? I mean, like, you, it feels good to be, for a period of time, the one who's the big fish in the in the pond yeah. of five let's yeah. say yeah so you're the you're the one who's got their shit together and then you hang out with the people who don't necessarily have their shit together until you hang out long enough that everyone doesn't have their shit together yeah but that's okay then because you're part of what the herd that's okay and that's okay and mm-hmm. you know what if it doesn't challenge you it doesn't change you so here's a good example i got i was so inspired you know obviously going to fire shaper and starting yoga practice that I set myself a goal that I'm going to do a yoga practice almost every single day. Oh, I remember when you did that. Yeah, just... and, I almost, and I almost achieved that. You know, I did 325 yoga sessions in one year at your remarkable studio, which a lot of people, it was interesting because people's psychology when I was doing it, they had different interpretations of what, you know. Why? What why, is he doing it for? What is he doing it for? It's extreme, you know. Yeah. And, but but it was the feeling. It was the feeling that I was getting. The the essence. The Plus, substance. you were flexing those. What is those? Those muscles of yeah. of uh, of uh, discipline muscles, weren't Listen, you? Exactly. You were building those bastards. Building those bastards. And then in four and a half years, I you know we we, we I did a thousand. Now I'm not saying it to impress you, but to impress upon you that if it feels good, then go for it. <laughs> it felt fantastic. You know, with and the exception of crack cocaine and heroin, okay, guys. <laughs> exactly, exactly. 
<laughs> We're not talking about drugs, but we are talking about exercise. This is the drug of choice. Yeah, there you go. Well, it's a drug of choice. A drug Perfect. of choice. So, so, so when you stimulate the, you know, the hypothalamus, you get that endorphin release, which is a natural high. We call it the happy drug in our world, and it's there. You know, it's the greatest antidepressant you could ever have. Mm. You know, and and I was just thinking to myself, you know, right now, how important is that? You know, there's no excuses. Mm. It's just like the we, we, we talk about the uh, fire shaper business because you know, that's how we met each other. And, uh, and I tell people, oh, I'm a chiropractor. I own yoga studios. And they go, oh, you're a yoga teacher. I go, well, you know, I'm, a, I'm more like a life teacher. Yes. And one of the tools that I use is yoga. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Absolutely. okay. Well, yeah. they look at me usually quizzically yeah, for a second. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is this guy talking about? This is talking in like, in like uh, you know, tongue over here. I was like, you know, but uh, I, I don't see myself as, the, as that. And, and yeah. also, I think I don't actually even see my business as quite like that 100%. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. It's, it's more like a, a life business. Yes. That teach, people's how, teach people how to live in an amplified way. The, the yeah. podcast, Amplified Living. Yeah. How do you amplify the way that you experience life in this moment today? Yeah. So that thereby when you do amplify your current experience, that your tomorrow is so much more promising, so much more better, Absolutely. that it adds energy into the planet and the planet grows because of your presence yes. in some small way. Yeah. Yeah. And, and even in the business, I see it as like uh, a business of teaching people like how to live yeah. and, and how to embody new perspectives. Yeah. And the tool happens to be that. I'm passionate about so many different things. Yeah. Um, hence why I've got my fingers in, you know, many different aspects because yeah. I'm constantly looking for a way yeah. to impact another life. Yeah. And, I, and I see it in you too. I see like when I see you rock up too. I remember when you first started teaching yoga and I, I gave you this piece of advice and I don't know if you remember and it may not have sounded like this, but the way that I you had just gotten out of the training and you started teaching your first couple classes. And I was like, I said to you, Zen, stop trying to teach yoga, man. Yeah. Stop trying to teach like the other people that are around you and yeah. teach from your, your zone, from who you are yeah. to, you have to teach you, you have to teach what you want to teach. Yeah. Right. And use that as a vehicle. And then seriously, I think I said that, and literally, month like a few months later, you're sh you just went boom. And that was, was such good timing that you told me that because, you know, coming from my industry and teaching, you know, I was a former ex aerobics teacher and you know personal trainer, and you know, so I that really changed my life because I then realized. It's the essence of you. Yeah, man, you. It was you. you. Man, you people wanted you. Wanted me. They didn't yeah. want, you know, whatever, you know, aspiration of what you thought you were or, you know, who you could be. Mm. And I, I, you know, people say, oh, you, you know, you're, you're, you know, what business you're in? And they go, oh, you're a yoga instructor, yoga. No, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm in the business of changing people's lives. Mm. That's always been my intention. I, I like to inspire people. I like to share. That's why I like what I do. You know, in the fitness industry, I coach, I mentor, I teach yoga. But I, like you, I like to be versatile because ultimately we want to amplify people's lives because they need it right now. Yeah, right now. And right now. And right now, even more so, 
the importance of right now when we see birth and death, that's the cycle of life. Mm. And people are going right now as we speak. So it's what you do in the middle. You know, I always call it, you know, the dash. You know, you ever heard of the dash? Mm-mm. Okay. No, so, educate so, me. So, 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 so you put your, your last two digits of the year you were born. Okay. Yeah. And then you put a dash. And then obviously the time will come when you will exit and transition from this world. So right now you're in the dash. Yeah, right. What difference are you going to make right now in the dash? This is what I teach in my seminars. What, what, are you gonna, you're, what legacy are you going to leave? You're in the dash. Because you haven't filled in the blank yet. You haven't filled in the blank yet. What are you going to do? This is your moment. This is your time. Mm. And when you realize you're in the dash, you go, oh, my God. I've only got so much time. Mm. So this is why I say- Because of chaos. Chaos. So your two biggest assets, time yeah, and yesterday's experience. Time precious <laughs> what are you gonna do with it mm. you gotta do something so you know this is why i just always think you know collectively right now everybody's in this it's so important to be united because the minute you divide you not only divide yourself but you divide others and this is where everything that we've spoken about i don't know how long we've been talking about time's flying time's flying when you're having fun but all the more reason why when people listen to this and they at some point would say to us, man, I listened to that podcast. It changed my life. <laughs> and that's, and, and you know what? That's exactly what we, we want, want for you. To <laughs> take something away mm. for yourself, for your life, for your family, for your kids, for your community. Do something, do something. And I, I've always remembered that. You know, I had an ex-basketball coach. He always used to say to me, move Zen, move. Do something. And, and, I, and I knew what he meant, you know, because if I didn't, it's a disservice to myself that I, then how do I grow into greatness or to evolve for who I am, what I am? That, that is, um, it's so interesting because, you know, someone would say to me, hey, uh, Dr. John, you teach yoga or you're a chiropractor. Someone says to you, hey, Zen, you... You, um, you help, you, uh, well, right now you do nothing. <laughs> they might say, Zen, you're a yoga teacher, but you still don't, we don't even do that now, do we? Because all our businesses are closed, right? So, but I, what I'll say is that everyone out there is, they ha- someone will say to them, what is it that you do, right? And if you're focused on, oh, I am a financial advisor, or uh, I am, a, I slice meat at a deli okay uh or i teach yoga or i'm a chiropractor or i'm a a medical doctor my favorite four words that i learned and this i learned in network marketing okay i learned this in network marketing and it's four words that are fucking amazing (laughs) and they go like this you know how when brilliant You know how when. So someone says, uh, John, what do you do for a living? You know know how when people are feeling like their bodies are falling to shit (laughs) and they have very little focus and concentration, they find themselves not even be able to take a deep breath in. You know how when that is? And they go, yeah, Yeah. I do. (laughs) I go, I help fix that shit. 
Love it. <laughs> Love we know it. how when. Yeah. So then this goes for the chef, the financial advisor. Look at the financial advisor goes, you know how when people's finances are in fucking disarray? And they don't know how to even balance their own checking account? You know how when they're struggling to save their money and they don't know what to invest in? Yeah, I do. I fixed that shit. I love it. That's it. I love it. That's it. You yeah. know how when. And, and why I say that is because people, when they are focused on, oh, I'm this. Yeah. I'm a advisor. Oh, I'm a coach. Or, oh, I'm a business owner. Or I'm a uh, you know, clerk at a supermarket. Yeah. You know how when people are rushing to try to get all the right groceries and they feel their whole life is in dissembled and they just have like 10 kids like climbing on their back screaming for a piece of gum and a candy? Yeah. You know how when that is like that? When you go shopping like that? Yeah. Oh, I definitely do. I help organize and fix that shit. Love it. And that's the clerk behind the, the supermarket. And that's the difference between – there was a – here in Madraba, there mm. was a kid that's working at like – I think it was Kohl's or something. Right. And he made the newspaper. Oh. From his smiling. I love making it. Making people feel great. Yeah. Sensational. You know and that's what it is. People come into a shopping center and they're all stressed out and they're trying to get in and out and in and out. And he goes, yeah. Well, if he, if he said that the kid would say to you, well, I, I fixed that shit. I fixed that shit. Yeah. When they leave, they live with a smile. I love it. Yeah, but define yourself from that perspective. Like, what is it that you're truly doing? None of that bullshit anymore. No more crap where, oh, I've got this title. I'm the vice president of sales for Billy Bob's company in in the upper part of New York City's financial center. (laughs) Yeah, but what do you really do, man? What, What is it? What is your real... You know how when the global economy is crashing and everybody's struggling to find out what's going to happen with their mortgage rates and their, yeah. their insurances? I fixed that shit. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I love it. You and, know how when. You know, and it's funny because when I was, you know, when people come in to do my class, you, you've seen my little smiley face. Yeah, right. Yeah. That I, that I, wear, yeah. I always wear my little smiley badge. And it's interesting when all my... Beloved members come in to do the class. Some people will go, oh, wow. You know, they, they laugh at my smiley face. You know, it just interrupts their pattern. But there's a lot of people that don't notice it. And, and, and I think that's so important that people, when you look at who are attached to titles and that's their self-worth, that's when you know they're lost. Because to me... What, what can you do to fix people's shit? <laughs> you know? Because I, I looked at it as a former personal trainer. I was helping to fix them, you know, their health. <laughs> I never called myself a personal trainer. Yeah, right. <laughs> what business you're in, Zen? I, I changed people's lives. Oh, can you tell me a bit more about that? Yeah, okay. Come and sit down here and I would ask questions and get to know more information. You know, I do sales. I sell fitness equipment, you know. Oh, you sell gym equipment? No, I don't. I help. Club operators get a return of investment. Oh, what's that about? Oh, well, sit down and I'll show you how that works. You may, actually, you, you make that wheel work, bro. Yeah. Because if you're not there helping to make the wheel work, if the business can't return their investment, if the business is shit and they got shit equipment, they're going to have people in there that are unhappy and they can have a business. Correct. So, so then, therefore, we, 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 I always think you link the sale through education. And I think that's probably key in what we do and why we do it. 
is because if we want to simplify to amplify, is we've got to understand that the basic fundamentals never go away. That's the basics, man. It's the basics. And when we deviate from the basics, that's when we lose control. And so right now, right at top of the mind, we talk about the immune system. The stronger the immune system, the more you, you're not going to be able to capture this virus. Or so, if so, you do get it, you're you, not going to wind up dead. Correct. You're not going to wind up dead. And if you're less than 50 years of age, you've got a 0.10 chance of dying. Mm. Yeah? You've got more chances of winning. I'm, one year, I'm when you're off of that. I'm, okay, okay. I'm, 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 this is my month of my birthday. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm hitting the big 5-5. Five five. I don't yes. feel it. Yes. But you've got more chances winning Powerball. So my, my point is keep it in perspective. You know, it's, it's, it's like really thinking about why we do what we do. And, and, and being consistent of the discipline of doing what you do that makes the difference. I think that um, now that we, and I love that. I love that because it reminds me that why we're even having the podcast at this stage, why we're even having the conversation is because people are freaking suffering. Yeah. Right? And they enormously, don't know, they enormously. Don't, they don't know what to do. They don't know what to do. I remember I, I had a friend of mine and he owns a business, a personal service business, where he teaches people, right? And his in his dojo. Dojo. Yeah. What do you do? Oh, I teach people in my dojo. Well, if that defines your business, well, then you're shit out of luck. Yeah. Until maybe you get back into that place. Yeah. But if you take on, you know how when. I want, you to, I want you to answer that question. I, or I want you to answer the question of, here's the question, what is it that you do? And I want you to start with those four words. You know how, when. And then I want you to fill in the blank. Love it. In the best way that you could explain, in the, with the juiciest, most emotive, emotionally charged language that you could find. And I want you to charge that, that response up with energy. You know how when people feel lost and they lack confidence and they lack structure. You know how when they, are not, they don't have the ability to even control their own body, stand on one foot. You know how when that they lack the determination or, or uh, they lack uh, cohesive uh, ability to be able to put ideas together. You know how when people are like that? Well, I fixed that shit in my dojo. I fixed that. You know how when kids don't have the self-confidence, the self-control, the self-discipline? Oh, I fixed that shit. Now, the, what happens when you do that mm. is that you're no longer confined to your dojo. Yes. Then, you can, then I can say to you, okay, great. Well, now that you can't go in your dojo, how can you do that from where you are right now? Right now. How can you make that happen? What are the things that you can do? What are five things that you can do to make that happen today? Brilliant. Or I tomorrow. With loving. The same thing for you? Yeah. Any, 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 yeah. your position, the things that you do, what is it that you do? You know how, when? Fill in the fucking blank? What is it? Pay for me. That's why we're doing this. Yeah. 
I said, can't go to yoga because they're all the shot. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Donald Trump and COVID-19. COVID thank you to the Prime Minister of Australia. <laughs> Much gratitude because now I am forced to evolve. Welcome to Dr. John 3.0. And, uh, and this is what we have to do. I love and it. And so I had to take it from when, you know how when, why well, I discovered, you know, that's not just, just do that there. I can do that. Yeah. Some other way. What are the other ways that I can do it? Well, three things I can do today. Yeah. Start planning this and this and this. Yeah. And all those things I have in the works, the things that I've thought about, they're all happening. Not complete yet, but this is happening. Yeah. Episode four. Yeah. Which is remarkable. And that's exactly what we want because that comes back down to creativity as well. Oh, how awesome. The level of creativity. The level of creativity. Yeah. And that's so key. You know, and that's why it's... Um... Well, you're one of the crea most creative bastards I know. So <laughs> um, with that, I want to I thank you so much, brother, for sharing your heart, sharing your, your passion. I love you. I love I you too, mate. you're an amazing individual. And, and, and the information that you shared from your perspective will certainly fall on the right ears. Thank yeah, you, no Dr. matter John. what, mate. It's been and, an absolute and, honor and pleasure and then, uh, to be with the grandmaster. Now we're gonna go pick out. We're gonna go pick some avocados before he has to go lock himself in this house. Thank you, COVID nineteen. And uh, anyway, much love to y'all, everyone who's listening. Thank you so much. And remember, uh, we would not be able to do this if it wasn't for well, my business that used to be my business that still is my business called Fire Shaper at Hot Yoga Studio. So one day when you get released from your homes. You can wind up in that sweaty, not smelly, but very clean and <laughs> hygienic location called Fire Shaper near you and get in to do some hot yoga. And you can join us online because that's one of the ways that we're doing this. If it wasn't for the ability to me to be able to, to touch people and work on people and help people make their lives better through my chiropractic and body work, uh, we wouldn't have been able to sit here with this awesome mic and these headsets and this great camera and this wonderful area that we're in to be able to have this discussion because it all takes capital and money and energy and movement. And so I want to thank all my uh, patients out there and fans that fly in to see me from different countries and, uh, and those that are local that come in and get to see me because the, when you are adding money into that and, ha and, and paying for the experience that you really love, uh, this is where uh, some of that goes. It goes to create more stuff. It goes, it gets reinvested into the business and, um, and I want to have a shout out and just thank you all for that. And, um, and also the personal coaching and the, um, and you mentioned RQU and the ability for me to be, have these seminars. So one day we'll be all be able to get together and hug each other in another seminar. Absolutely. It, RQU, Can't wait. Tons of fist pumping and, and, and sometimes we hug. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And jump around like crazy people, but we will be able to do those programs again. I, I guarantee that's going to happen. Yeah. And, uh, and if it wasn't for all the people that have attended those things and um, are interested in future ones of those events, well, then we wouldn't be able to do this either. So I'd, I got to shout out to my own businesses as my own supporters because um, that's where it's coming from. Uh, anyway, much love to you all, everyone. Bye-bye. Smooches. Thank you so much.